0: and welcome back to New Books in History. I'm Marshall Poe, your host. Each week we pick a new history book that we find interesting and we interview the author of that book. This week we're very pleased to have Yuma Totani on the show and we'll be talking about her new book, The Tokyo War Crimes Trial, The Pursuit of Justice in the Wake of World War II. You've probably heard of the Nuremberg Trials and you can probably even name some of the people accused and convicted. And you may have heard of the Tokyo War Crimes Trials, but Perhaps not. I knew that they had occurred, but I didn't really know anything about them until I read Yuma's really terrific book. Uh, Well, they did occur, and they were important in a number of senses, one of which is that it helped the Japanese people come to terms with uh, what their government and military had done during the Second World War. And also, the trials set a number of international precedents that are still in force today, The interpretation that she gives of the trials is also very engaging. It seems that the Americans and their Confederates bungled the trials pretty badly. I'll let her explain in the interview. Here it is. Hi, Yuma. Hi, Marshall. How are you today?
1: Uh, Very well, thank you.
0: You are in Hawaii, is that right?
1: Uh, That's correct, yes.
0: Wow, that must be very nice.
1: It is, indeed. Uh, Uh, You can't... uh Hope for the better.
0: No, this is I know perfect. I think that's right. We, I'm here in Iowa, and we're having a beautiful day today, but I think it's our first uh-huh. one. And I, I visited uh, Hawaii, and pretty much every day is beautiful.
2: Uh-huh. That's <laughs> so right, yes. You're we very
0: lucky to be there. You can in, Please invite me to come give a talk or something. Uh, <laughs> sure.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so I That'll should, be good.
0: Yeah, I should tell our listeners that we're talking to Yuma Tatani today, and we'll be discussing her new book, The Tokyo War Crimes Trial, The Pursuit of Justice in the Wake of World War II. Uh, I've read the book, obviously, and I think it's terrific. Uh, It fills a great lacuna in my knowledge. Um, I knew a lot about the um, trials that took place in post-war Germany, the Nuremberg Trials of great fame. But Americans, and I think people in general, don't don't really know as much about the Tokyo War Crimes trial, so we should thank Yuma very much for writing this terrific book. Let me begin, Yuma, by asking you to say a few words about yourself, that is where you grew up and where you went to school and how you became interested in this topic.
1: Sure. Uh, Well, uh, I was born and raised in Japan and uh, uh, I went to a university in in Tokyo, Uh, it's a university called the International Christian University. Mm -hmm. Uh, I studied art history Mm -hmm. um, and graduated in 1995, 95 years. Afterwards, uh, with my parents' generous financial support, uh, I had an opportunity to study abroad. Mm -hmm. Uh, I went to England. Uh, I studied for a a master's degree for two years. Mm -hmm. I was at the uh, School of Oriental and African Studies. Mm -hmm. It's part of the University of London Mm -hmm. system. There, I studied political science. Mm -hmm. Uh, 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 We did a lot of comparative studies of uh, uh, the formation of modern states in Asia and Africa. Mm -hmm. Uh, After that, I decided that I actually wanted to do some work on Japan. Mm -hmm. And uh, my advisors at SOAS uh, told me that uh, if I were to study something on Japan, Uh, I should go to the United States. Mm -hmm. Uh, Strangely enough, they didn't uh, suggest that I go back to Japan. So (laughs) um, I ended up applying for various universities in the United States, Uh, uh, got accepted uh, at the University of California at Berkeley, Mm -hmm. and there I started uh, taking various courses on Japan uh, and some other uh, history courses. Mm -hmm. Uh, In my... uh, over the course of my graduate training there I thought that maybe I wanted to do something else in fact. <laughs> uh, so I was taking uh, other courses uh, on Africa again and uh, South Asia which became a uh, part of my uh, research interest uh, while I was in, in, uh, in England mm-hmm. and also while I was at uh, UC Berkeley. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, my teachers were a little worried about my drifting off, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, uh, but I managed to stay on to uh, studying history of Japan, uh, uh, largely due to my finding this very interesting topic, the Tokyo War Crimes Trial. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I stay I uh, I stick I stuck to that topic, mm-hmm. and then um, uh, yeah, and I I got uh, my PhD just about uh, three years ago.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, ever since uh, I've been uh, teaching, uh, I was first at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I taught there for two years, and now I'm based in Hawaii. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, your story sounds a little bit like my story, and I think every professional historian's story. That is, you get to graduate school, and then you wonder what you're doing there. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> because it does take a long time um, that's certainly the case, and also I liked what you said about your parents' generous financial support. I think that um, everyone I interview should say that, but they don't uh-huh. so <laughs> <laughs> I know my yeah, mother I
1: think sure uh, I think japanese parents uh, actually uh, in, uh, a lot of them are really generous about mm-hmm. uh, children 's education mm-hmm. far more so than uh, uh, say uh, I don't, actually, I don't know the situation in, in the United States, but uh, a lot of students do get parental funding for the uh, undergraduate education, mm-hmm. uh, and to some extent for the graduate. Mm-hmm. education mm-hmm. i don't think I should have got it uh i should have uh on my living myself but uh, <laughs>
2: um
1: since my parents offered i i took it
0: <laughs> i don't i don't blame you for a second nobody would um and we're we're glad that you persisted uh and we're able to write this terrific book um let let's begin uh, let's begin to talk about the book a little bit and and i want to sure. uh, i want to start with a question uh which uh you may or may not have expected, but as someone who grew up in Japan, what did you know about the tokyo uh war crimes trial before you started this research?
1: um that's a good question um I was aware that there are a lot of debates about uh about the war uh, about uh, uh how the japanese people Japanese people should confront the past and mm-hmm. accept war guilt um But I wasn't quite aware how the Tokyo war crimes trial figured in uh, this larger debate. Mm -hmm. Or for that matter, I uh, I wasn't really interested uh, Mm -hmm. in the Tokyo trial uh, and and wasn't really paying much attention to this uh, ongoing debate about the the war and responsibility. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So...
0: So you didn't didn't know very much about it. Let me ask a follow-up question. Uh, Do Japanese people um, know very much about it? Uh,
1: Yes, uh, I would say yes. Um, I would say, uh, up to my generation, or perhaps a generation earlier, uh, almost every person would have something to say about the Tokyo Trial, Mm -hmm. uh, because it was such an, an important historical event in terms of understanding uh, uh, the Japanese involvement in World War II. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: And and I was going to ask, uh, what what, um, do people say about it? What are the various positions people take about it?
1: The general uh, understanding of the Tokyo trial among the Japanese people was that it was a a politicized uh, event, Mm -hmm. and that uh, legally speaking, uh, uh, there was nothing, uh, little or nothing valid
2: mm-hmm. in
1: the findings of the Tokyo Tribunal.
0: Mm-hmm. That's
1: the general understanding.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I see. Um, so uh, it was a rather brave thing for you to write this book. Then did you ask your friends back in, and family members back in Japan whether this was an appropriate topic?
1: Uh, I didn't do that. My parents don't really mind. They don't really care what I do. As long as I'm happy, they're Mm -hmm. happy about it. Uh, But, uh, yes, uh, while I was doing my research, people would ask me questions about the Tokyo trial. But... when they're asking me questions, they're actually not interested in what I had to say. <laughs> they want, rather wanted to tell me what they thought the Tokyo trial was about.
0: Isn't it always so, that way, though?
1: <laughs> yes, but uh, it was difficult for me to uh, deal with these people because I understood what they're saying. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, while I didn't quite understand, I, I didn't have a full grasp. Of the Tokyo trial, when mm-hmm. I had, when I was having uh, all kinds of conversation with mm-hmm. these people, uh, that that was when I was doing my research. Mm-hmm. So, I was uh, often uh, finding myself at a loss, mm-hmm. but uh, I thought I should continue mm-hmm. because. I could see there's so much uh, interest in, t- in this topic, mm-hmm.
2: uh,
1: at least among the Japanese people. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. I, so, sus-
1: um, yeah,
0: I, I suspect there's a lot of interest among uh, Americans and Europeans as well. Um, I know that, wh- like I say, I looked through the catalog of Harvard University Press and this book jumped right out at me because I knew it was a huge gap in what I understood. So again, thanks uh-huh. for writing the book. Um, is, is it going to be translated into Japanese?
1: Uh, it has been translated. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. In fact, I, I did the translation mm-hmm, myself. My
2: yeah, uh-huh. uh,
1: which was really great because I didn't have to uh, consult the author mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, as to rewriting and mm-hmm. making addition. And uh, mm-hmm. I had to make a lot of change because uh, the uh, the audience, the readers, uh, the, the the Japanese version is addressing to us is so radically different mm-hmm. from the audience i expected when i wrote uh, this uh, first in english mhm
2: mhm
0: i see so uh, what what sort of changes did you make um,
1: i uh, i removed uh, uh some basic information about the tokyo trial that the japanese people may already know
0: i see mm-hmm.
1: i also tried to expand on some uh, uh aspects of the trial that are of special interest uh, uh, for for the Japanese, mm-hmm. especially uh, where it concerned uh, the treatment of uh, Judge Powell, uh, mm-hmm. who is uh, an Indian mm-hmm. judge and mm-hmm. one of the eleven members of the Tokyo Tribunal. Mm-hmm. Uh, we may get to to him later mm-hmm. on, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, he he wrote a dissenting opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, which rejected uh, almost all findings made by the majority opinion mm-hmm. um uh ever since his dissenting opinion became known uh the Japanese people rallied around it
2: mm-hmm. and
1: uh elevated to uh as uh, 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 treated it as a the authoritative judgment mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as opposed to as opposed to the majority judgment being the uh victor's politicized
2: Mm -hmm.
1: uh, uh, opinion Mm -hmm. so i wanted to expand on uh, uh, how things have been discussed uh, uh, about this dissenting opinion Mm -hmm. i tried to give updated information uh, uh, about the japanese scholarship on him Mm -hmm. Um, and the implication of his dissenting opinion uh, Mm -hmm. to the uh, uh, japanese uh... governments uh, position regarding uh, the continuing international effort in international prosecution mm-hmm.
0: today. Mm-hmm. I see. It's interesting that it would have to be adjusted for the audience in that way, and I can understand how it would be. Um, has the uh, Japanese translation come out yet in Japan?
1: It it came out four months uh, after the English version came. Oh, I see.
0: How was how it received?
1: It's been received very well. Oh, uh, thanks uh Thanks in uh, thanks in part to my publisher in Japan, uh, Mrs. Mm-hmm. Shobo is my publisher. Mm-hmm. But uh, again, there is just such a huge interest in the Tokyo trial
2: mm-hmm. that
1: the uh, the response was immediate. Mm-hmm. Uh, it came out in August 2008. Mm-hmm. The following month, there was already uh, a book review in the Nikkei, which is a a major uh, financial newspaper in Japan. Mm -hmm. Followed by a few more book reviews in other major national papers, Mm -hmm. Uh, and the sales of my book. uh, the record of it is much better in Japan than in the <laughs> United States. Yeah,
0: no.
1: So, and this is interesting, uh, given the fact that the Japanese version is uh, priced much higher than the oh, really? uh-huh. It's yeah. about $55.
2: Really? Yeah,
1: yeah, so as an academic book, it's quite cheap. Usually mm-hmm. it's like uh, more than 50, uh, $60, yeah. between $60 and $100, something mm-hmm. like that. But still, for ordinary, you know, lay people, it's an expensive book, mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm.
1: so um, it's not just my book that's selling well. There are uh, uh, dozens other books on the Tokyo Trial that mm-hmm. came out last year oh, really? in Japan. Oh, really? Yes, mm-hmm. because uh, 2008 marked the 60th anniversary mm-hmm. of the uh, the Tokyo Judgment, mm-hmm. so uh, 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 Japanese publishers tried to get a book out on the Tokyo try mm-hmm. to to meet this uh, mm-hmm.
0: uh,
1: anniversary, mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: so I'm sure there are other books that are all, all equally sitting very well mm-hmm. last year. Ha-
0: have you had the opportunity to make any radio appearances or television appearances to talk about the book?
1: No, this is the first one. <laughs> oh, really? That's surprising so really, to me. Yeah,
0: I, I would suspect.
1: I'm very honored. Yeah. Oh, really. certainly,
0: my pleasure, absolutely. But I, I would have expected that the Japanese media would have been very interested in talking to you. Um, but uh, I, and, and if any of them are listening, I encourage them to call you. <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay. So uh, let's talk a, a little bit about the book itself. Um, uh, the, the first question I have is, uh, why did the uh, Allied Powers decide to proceed? with a Nuremberg-like trial in Japan after the war?
1: The uh, the major goal of uh, the trial at Nuremberg, the international one, was to establish the uh, responsibility of the German Nazi leaders for the planning and raising of aggressive war. Mm-hmm. That was uh, uh, really the centerpiece of the prosecutorial effort at Nuremberg. Mm-hmm. Uh, to uh, try the same group of Nazi uh, leaders for other types of international offense, such as war crimes mm-hmm. and crimes against humanity,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, uh, was also important.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But to establish a new legal precedent that determines the criminality of aggressive war mm-hmm. and that determines individual Criminal responsibility for such acts, that, these two were the uh, main issue at the international, this ad hoc international tribunal.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And so, did they um, say that they wanted to apply this precedent then to the Japanese case?
1: Yes, uh, that's how the Tokyo Tribunal was uh, conceived, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is, uh, the Allied Uh, powers already had the plan to hold a series of international trials in the Far East.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, But uh, they also made a a specific decision that there will be another international prosecutorial effort Mm -hmm. in the Pacific and that its focus will be the prosecution of wartime Japanese leaders for the crime of aggression Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. then known as Uh, crimes against peace.
0: Mm -hmm, Exactly. I I want you to just say a few words, if you will, about the the three kinds of charges or the three general areas that the Allies um, pursued in their prosecution against the Japanese. And those are, because I don't think our listeners will understand exactly what they are, having not read the book. That is crimes against peace. Mm -hmm. That's one. War crimes is two. And then... Mm -hmm the one that they'll all know about, which is Crimes Against Humanity. Maybe you could talk a little bit about the difference between those.
1: Yes. Uh, crimes against peace uh, are, such, uh, are the acts of planning, preparing, uh, initiating, and waging uh, mm-hmm. aggressive mm-hmm. uh, the These acts, uh, committing any of these acts, are the... Uh, conspiring to commit these acts mm-hmm. constituted crimes against peace. Mm-hmm. That's how it was defined in the uh, uh, statute of mm-hmm. the charter of the Nuremberg Tribunal
2: mm-hmm.
1: and as well as in the charter of the Tokyo Tribunal.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, war crimes are such crimes that are committed in violation of rules and customs of war.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, as of today, uh, there are, uh the key uh international uh, documents regarding uh, uh, rules and customs, customs of when we talk about it we go back to the geneva conventions of
2: nineteen forty
1: nine but uh, and, uh among other things mm-hmm. but the, the um, international agreements that applied at the time of uh world war II uh, pre- uh go back to those conventions concluded before uh nineteen thirty
2: mm-hmm.
1: so the major ones include the hague convention
2: mm-hmm.
1: of nineteen oh seven and the uh, uh, geneva convention mm-hmm. of the uh, of nineteen twenty nine so uh, that's uh war crimes mm-hmm. and it's a crime uh it basically it's uh, all, uh, uh, there are a variety of uh, uh, actions, acts that will come under the category four crimes, that, but uh, they are mainly uh, criminal conduct committed against the uh, prisoners, prisoners of war, mm-hmm. those enemy soldiers that have already surrendered mm-hmm. and are under your custody,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and those criminal acts committed against the civilians. Mm-hmm. Civilian population that Mm -hmm. came under uh, your control. Mm
2: -hmm. Yes. And then Uh, turning
1: to yes, turning to crimes against humanity. uh, There is overlap between war crimes and crimes against humanity, but the crimes against humanity, as it is understood now as well as then, is uh, mainly is about. the systematic attack targeted specifically on the civilian population,
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: whether or not uh, war is un-conflict is in progress.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: The novelty of this concept uh, crimes against humanity was that this, uh, the law pertaining this category of uh, offense would be applicable not only to enemy nationals, Mm-hmm. but also to your own nationals.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, another novelty, which I should emphasize as well, is that uh, whether armed conflict is in progress or not, uh, doesn't matter.
2: Mm-hmm. I see.
1: Whereas I see. in order for war crimes to uh, be established, there has to be first the context of war. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the benefit, the strength, uh, the, uh, the important thing about crimes against humanity is that by using this concept, you could uh, prosecute someone, say, the leaders of uh, Nazi Germany,
2: mm-hmm.
1: for uh, committing systematic attack on uh, uh, Jewish uh, people mm-hmm. of the German nationality,
2: mm-hmm.
1: whether or not there was an armed conflict.
0: Or not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I see. And so, the, the, under these three headers, uh, the Allies put together um, an international tribunal. So let's talk a little bit about um, how they decided who was going to be party to the prosecution, because um, obviously it's the case that the United States was one party, but there were other parties as well. And who were they?
1: Uh, are you talking about the defense? Uh, defense? Oh, no, I'm talking, you're talking about the, the, the
0: prosecution, th- who, oh. the tribunal itself
1: sure uh the uh there are eleven countries that took part in the tokyo proceedings mm-hmm. plus japan mm-hmm. these eleven nations were uh uh na- countries uh those that those countries that had been at war with japan mm-hmm.
0: i see i see so they were all invited that would be the Russians and the commonwealth nations and and um and Australia and so on and so forth were all party to this
1: yes uh Uh, I should uh, uh, add to this that uh, among the Mm eleven were uh, major Asian powers such Mm -hmm. as China, Mm -hmm. uh, India, and the Philippines.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: It's particularly interesting that India and the Philippines were allowed to take part in the Tokyo proceedings because at the time of the commencement of the trial, these countries have not achieved independence.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that is it's interesting. Yeah.
1: So there's a, uh, some thoughts among the uh, uh, greater uh, great powers like Britain and the United States to set the uh, stage for these countries to have mm. a greater say in international relations mm-hmm. in the post-war uh, setup, mm-hmm. apparently. Yeah
0: thats that, that is that that is interesting i didn't i didn't really realize that from reading the book um let's turn now to the defendants um i, I and again this is going to appear to be a very ignorant question but uh, was it the case that upon um defeating the japanese forces and occupying japan that the um the occupying power or powers in this case especially the united mm-hmm. states just rounded up the um leaders of the japanese military and um uh, uh, political authorities and put them in prison in tokyo H- How did they get all of these yes. people
1: Yes, you're uh, you're very right about it uh, I just add a few uh, explanatory comments mm-hmm. to that um, uh, as as we, uh, as I pointed out earlier uh the tokyo war crimes trial uh the the main purpose of it was to prosecute wartime Japanese leaders for the crime of aggression. Mm-hmm. So uh, there was specific, a series of specific uh, 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 orders from the uh, U.S. State Department or it might have been, I think it was the State Department, uh, to the occupation authorities in Tokyo to arrest uh, those uh, individuals who uh Considered as major suspects for Mm -hmm. this type of offense. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So it's really not everyone uh, who held uh, the highest positions in the Japanese government Mm and the military establishment.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. It's those individuals who, in the uh, evidence gathered so far, Mm -hmm. may have played a key role in waging aggressive war against China and the uh, other western powers uh, mm-hmm. in the pacific region
0: mm-hmm. and how many people were arrested
1: uh, in total those uh there are hundred uh, about hundred individuals
2: mm-hmm.
1: who were uh, arrested or and put into uh, a prison uh, called a uh, particular prison known as uh, Sugamo prison
2: mm-hmm.
1: or put under house arrest uh, on grounds that they are the major suspects mm-hmm. uh, to be considered for the Tokyo trial.
0: W- was it easy to uh, apprehend them, or did some of them try to go into hiding?
1: Yeah, uh, the Japanese uh, were more or less compliant. Oh, um, the it's really the situation is really different from what you see, say in the former Yugoslavia, mm-hmm. where people are like hiding and. Mm-hmm.
2: Um,
1: you know the arrest effort has been very difficult. The mm-hmm. governments are not necessarily cooperative, and mm-hmm. so forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, in uh, in the case of uh, Japan, the government was cooperating, and uh, uh, those uh, identified as su- major suspects, they were also cooperative. Mm-hmm. There are a few instances of uh, uh, attempted suicide and uh, uh, and successful suicide.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Hideki was one of those who tried to mm-hmm. commit suicide but uh, failed in the mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh One, there's one uh, another major suspect uh, uh, who was a wartime prime minister three times, uh, Prince Konoe. Mm-hmm. Uh, he committed suicide on the day before he was supposed to show up mm-hmm. at Sudama prison. Mm-hmm. But uh, given this barrage of wartime propaganda about uh self sacrifice mm-hmm. and you know not to be uh not to surrender to the enemy mm-hmm. but to death uh, the suicide rate i must say is quite low
0: yes I, I i you you point that out in the book and i and I remarked on it as well um <laughs> the the so uh what did the people who were apprehended think was going to happen to them
1: um, they uh, Probably aware. uh, At least, uh, 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 at least, I think they are aware that war crimes trials of one kind or another would be happening. Mm -hmm. Because by the time Japan accepted surrender, uh, the the four great powers in uh, Europe—Britain, United States, uh, Soviet Union, and France—had issued the uh, uh, the declaration uh, of. Establishing the Nuremberg Tribunal. Mm-hmm. So they must know that something like this uh, May be created mm-hmm. in the Far East. Mm-hmm. Um, But I don't know to what extent they are knowledgeable about the uh, mm-hmm. the Specifics of charges that might be brought against
0: them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, the reason I ask is that uh, I know or at least I have read that in the case of the um period before the Nuremberg Tribunal, some of the high Nazis felt that they would um, be asked by the Allied Powers and the British and the Americans specifically to lead the new Germany. I know Himmler was famous for saying things of this sort. Uh, uh-huh. So uh, that wasn't the case in Japan?
1: Uh, well, uh, the um, I'm not so sure. Uh Say, let's say uh, Prince Konoe, who mm-hmm. committed suicide, he was thinking that he may uh, get a, a, a chance to lead uh, New Japan.
2: I see. Mm-hmm. And
1: was kind of making mental preparation for mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So for him to be named as a war crime suspect was a, a big shock.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So,
1: uh, And there also uh, uh, was an attempt, uh, by the Japanese government to proceed with its own war crimes prosecution, mm-hmm. uh, as a uh, thereby uh, preempting the the Allied war crimes mm-hmm. uh, program. But uh, that was uh, uh, not allowed.
0: I see. Yeah, so, I see. So um, it's not the case, or I think you point out that it's not the case that uh, of these hundred suspects, I guess we should call them, or detainees that all of them were put on trial. How did they decide uh, who was going to be tried and who wasn't?
1: Yes, um, the uh, prosecutors, uh, they tried to uh, choose uh, a group of about 20 mm-hmm. uh, which, uh, who could be uh, reasonably tried mm-hmm. uh, in a reasonable amount of time mm-hmm. uh, following the Nuremberg pre-
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: precedent. So uh, these, uh, the group of 20 or so, they decided should be a group of uh, uh, representatives. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. uh, those who represented major key organs, mm-hmm. uh, key decision-making organs mm-hmm. of the government and the military uh, in the making of the Japanese war effort. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was one uh, uh Uh, principle that Mm -hmm. dictated the selection process. Um, They also tried to get uh, one individual to cover as many different uh, government and military offices and uh, Mm -hmm. organs as possible Mm -hmm. uh, so that the idea of representation would be uh, uh, fully expressed in Mm -hmm. the chosen group. Furthermore, they, uh, the prosecutors wanted this group to uh, have such individuals who maybe uh, uh, who who could be linked to uh, some instances of mass atrocity, mm-hmm. such as the rape of Nanking in 1937 mm-hmm. or the rape of Manila in early 1945.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: the,
0: the, I, I found this part of the book very interesting because, uh, generally speaking. Um, I, I'm not a lawyer and don't know a lot about the law, but we prosecute people on the basis of um, individual responsibility. It seems mm-hmm. like they used a very different technique here, that being people who were representative somehow. Were, were there any right. objections to that at the time? Did people say, you know, this is not consistent uh, with
1: our principles? Um, there must have been. but. Uh, Given the precedent already in place at Nuremberg, Mm -hmm. uh, the thinking of the prosecution seems to have been that they just follow the the example. Moreover, the Tokyo trial was not an ordinary trial. Uh, There are hundreds of other criminal proceedings uh, that are taking place in the Pacific region, Mm -hmm. which focus on, uh, really, in a a strict sense of the word, uh, individual Mm responsibility of individual uh, war crime suspects. Mm The Tokyo Trial was like Nuremberg.
2: Mm-hmm. It's
1: not about establish the uh, responsibility of individuals for specific offenses. It's also about setting the historical record straight.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: It's about getting uh, as many as much documentation as possible about the Japanese war effort
2: mm-hmm.
1: and the uh, Japanese conduct of war. hmm mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, that that's one big reason why this idea of joint trial uh, Mm -hmm. shaped the prosecutorial effort
0: Mm -hmm. of Tokyo and Mm -hmm. Nuremberg. Mm -hmm. I see. Well, that's actually a good segue or transition to my next series of questions. I'm glad that you mentioned setting the historical record straight because um, one of the things that you describe is uh, in creating the case against this um, group of leaders, the prosecution created for some reason a kind of fiction that there was a conspiracy that went back to 1931 I thought it was interesting because in the Nazi case you can you can reasonably say that there was a kind of conspiracy because there is continuity of government in the Nazi case but here I mean there wasn't continuity of government so mm-hmm. how did they how did they come to think that they needed to do it in this way
1: um mm-hmm. uh... Yeah, this is a very complicated question, I have to say. Uh, at Nuremberg, uh, as you say, uh, the, well, uh, at Nuremberg, the prosecutions tried to use this concept of, uh, or the legal doc- legal doctrine of criminal conspiracy, mm-hmm. uh, to establish the record of the German war effort. Mm-hmm. But the judges didn't like this idea very much. So they gave a very narrow interpretation of what uh, criminal conspiracy meant. They only focused on the actual uh, planning of actual war effort,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then when uh, which uh, uh, the planning for the the waging of aggressive war, and when uh, and they look at whether individual defendants were present or had any part, active part in in the planning of uh, waging aggressive war. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So uh, in other words, they had, uh, they interpreted conspiracy to mean simply planning. Mm
0: uh, but I was going to say, even yeah. even by that narrow definition of conspiracy, it doesn't apply uh-huh. very well at all to the Japanese case, does it?
1: Right. So <laughs> uh, the the judgment at Tokyo with the conspiracy charge was uh, quite uh, problematic uh, because the ju- the judgment was based on some uh, visions by uh, right wing ideologues, or however you call it. Uh, about the uh... japan establishment of japanese hegemony in mm-hmm. uh... in in asia mm-hmm. uh, using such uh, various statements by such ideologues mm-hmm. uh, pretty much the, uh... the tribunal established that yes there was a cons- conspiracy, uh... conspiracy for the planning and waging of aggressive war mm-hmm. and that those who subscribed to this idea was culpable mm-hmm. that's what uh, the Tokyo Tribunal did. At Nuremberg, um, the judges said, yes, there was a, um, a, a Hitler writing about uh, you know this grand vision of mm-hmm. uh, German leadership in Europe, etc. But it's just a vision.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And we are interested in actual planning.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So,
1: in terms of uh, judgment, uh, the Nuremberg one is more uh, in... Uh, how do you say intellectually sound
0: yes intellectually sound yes
1: Than then that is at tokyo
0: yeah yeah i i think that um it's funny because i've I, although i'm not an expert on asian history i've had to teach a little bit of it in uh, in 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 um in 20th century history classes, and usually the way that it's taught and inscribed in American textbook is, in fact, as a kind of conspiracy that started in 1931 in Japan to create this greater East Asian co-prosperity sphere. But I was very interested to read in the book that it's much more difficult to actually knit together the various acts that were perpetrated by the Japanese government between 1931 and 19. 19- um, mm-hmm. 45. That in fact, it was much more sure. ad hoc than that.
1: Yeah, and the interesting thing about the Tokyo judgment is that, uh, on the one hand, uh, uh, it says that uh, as a general ruling that yes, there was uh, grand conspiracy uh, to wage uh, aggressive war to create this greater East Asia co-prosperity sphere. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no.
1: But on the other hand, when you read uh, the specific findings. Of the tribunal
2: mm-hmm. about
1: the Japanese war effort, it doesn't read like a grand conspiracy. It's uh, <laughs> uh,
2: uh,
1: planning of uh, uh, revising, uh, cancelling mm-hmm. of various war plans. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's uh, this discrepancy. Uh, yeah. In other words,
0: you know, yeah, I was going to say, you know what, it kind of reminds me of is the way that um, the uh, the the Holocaust, that is the um, German um, genocide against the Jews, used to be described before we actually looked at all of the documents, and people would say that you know somehow this was in the German soul, or they would say Hitler had thought it up, and you can find it in uh-huh. mind calm for that it was decided in 1939 in the invasion uh-huh. of of Poland, but actually when you look at the documents themselves, it, that that there was just this kind of vague, general sense that they had a discomfort, even an extreme discomfort, with what they called the Jewish problem, and okay. never really had any sort of coordinated plan to uh-huh. to uh, to to start a genocidal campaign. And even when they did start, it was put together in a very ad hoc fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I saw an interesting parallel there. Um, let me yeah. let me let me return to the question of uh, um, setting the record straight. One of the fascinating things. Uh, that you point out in the book is that the um the American who I guess was the head of the tribunal Keenan was uh-huh. his name is that right um he yes. he he wasn't really the right person for the job i think we would say
1: uh-huh. maybe you could
0: talk a little bit about him
1: yes uh one really uh interesting thing about the tokyo trial is american leadership or the lack thereof mhm uh the United States uh, made it it's, nas- uh, its policy to pursue a prosecutorial effort against the uh, Nazi Germany, the leadership in, of Nazi Germany and imperial Japan
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, with the emphasis on establishing the li- uh, criminal responsibility for aggressive war. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the United States was consistent about pursuing this policy at both tribunals. But when it comes to Sending in uh, American staff to these two tribunals, uh, the United States seemed more concerned about the success of Nuremberg Mm -hmm. than Tokyo. Mm -hmm. So at Nuremberg, you have the best, among the best legal minds of the United States at the time, Mm -hmm. being represented at at Nuremberg, say, Justice Robert Jackson. Mm -hmm was a Supreme Court judge uh, then
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, was a key person really in planning for the Nuremberg uh, trials. Uh, uh, his eastern counterpart uh, was uh, Joseph Keenan um, who was the chief of a, a criminal division of some sort uh, in the Justice Department. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in terms of the uh, his career background, he was not as great as... Uh, uh, Jackson. Mm-hmm. in terms of his leadership quality, he didn't quite show that well at Tokyo.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: In fact, his inability to lead mm-hmm. uh, was a big problem in the prosecution's uh, mm-hmm. teamwork mm-hmm. Um, and well, in,
0: I was going to say it, one of the things you point out uh, is that he was an alcoholic and and uh, and that he was an untreated alcoholic, and this this affected his performance.
1: Apparently so. Uh, It's in the uh, prosecution team's internal memos. Uh, Keenan, who had been uh, addicted to uh, alcohol, Mm -hmm. uh, had stopped drinking about a year before uh, joining the Tokyo proceedings or Mm -hmm. something. But uh, once in Japan he started drinking, Mm -hmm. which created some concerns among his American staff. other allied members were suspecting that that there was something wrong with this man Mm -hmm. but they couldn't really uh, do much about Mm -hmm. it they weren't quite clear what was happening Mm -hmm. uh and so on and so forth but yes so uh, it's really an interesting topic Mm
2: -hmm.
1: uh, that is to look at why the united states made so much commitment to Sending the right kind of person to Nuremberg on the one hand and and not doing the same with Tokyo.
2: That
0: is interesting. Maybe you can um, take a PhD student and have them write a dissertation on that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's a good topic. Yeah, but uh, the big thing is really this Nuremberg was a historic trial, Mm -hmm. uh, whereas Tokyo was not. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was a historic one, but it was a follow up.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: So uh, I think that. The idea of Tokyo being follow-up
2: mm-hmm.
1: may partly explain uh, the relative lack of commitment on the side of the United States to uh, Tokyo. Mm-hmm. This is not to say, though, that the, there was an American leadership
2: mm-hmm. in terms
1: of uh, the number of people that the United States sent in uh, and the number of uh, uh, talented people actually the United States uh, did send, uh, mm-hmm. but who worked under Kenan, mm-hmm. Uh The commitment of the United States was the greatest, Mm -hmm. but without the help from uh, ten other allied uh, nations
2: Mm
1: -hmm. that also send in staff, the Tokyo trial may have ended far uh, uh, less, uh, not as good as it did.
0: Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, no, that that makes sense. Um, Again, to return to this topic of setting the record straight, um, the that one of the things you point out about Keenan if i remember correctly is that he um he he was uh, much more interested in interviewing the suspects than he was in collecting documents is that
2: right
1: mm-hmm. yes uh this is because of his understanding that uh, at the end of war at the end of world war 2 uh, the japanese government uh made a systematic effort to destroy as many uh, military records as possible mm-hmm.
2: uh,
1: in order to uh, avoid allied confisc- confiscation. Mm-hmm. Um, in Germany, uh, the German government or the military really didn't have much time for document destruction mm-hmm. because there was already an uh, a allied landing
2: mm-hmm. uh, approaching Mm-hmm. uh Germany mm-hmm.
1: uh with respect to J- the japanese war effort i mean the Jap- japan proper was more or less intact mm-hmm. uh, there was no land invasion
2: mm-hmm.
1: it was uh expected but it wasn't happening yet mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: the uh so uh without the the presence of the allied uh forces, the Japanese government had the time to engage in uh, systematic document destruction.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Moreover, those uh, outer islands uh, uh, that had formerly been or uh, still uh, under Japanese control—I mm-hmm. uh, mean, those pockets, the huge pockets of uh, Japanese-occupied territories that had uh, been uh, uh, saved of uh, Allied attack—these uh, islands could also uh, carry out the government. Uh, orders for mm-hmm. document destruction, mm-hmm. so these things really um, affected uh, created problems uh, in the subsequent allied effort of war crimes investigation
0: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I see yeah um, so let 's move directly uh, to the trial itself uh, the, the um, One of the defendants whom one might expect to be there was not there, and that was um, Emperor Hirohito. Why did they decide not to prosecute him
1: uh, it's a very important question. Um, from the Allied leader's uh, point of view, uh, Hirohito was a, a, a key suspect, as you just said, but they also see him as a special kind of war crime suspect. He was not only a legal problem, but also a political and military problem uh, because of his very unique power and authority
2: mm-hmm. as
1: the emperor of Japan. Mm-hmm. So on the one hand, uh, there is a uh, uh, thinking that this person cannot escape uh, criminal responsibility, but on the other hand, there was thinking that if the ally proceeds with his prosecution, uh, there may be far-reaching uh, political and military repercussions. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Uh, um, they went very cautiously as to what kind of policy to adopt vis a vis
2: The
1: final decision that they adopted was to take no action, no commitment, mm-hmm. as of now, in favor of or against his trial. Mm-hmm. Uh, this uh, policy of non commitment was set in place uh, as far back as the time of the uh, Japanese acceptance of surrender
2: mm-hmm. in the
1: summer of 1945,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: continue really till the very end of the uh, Allied occupation. That's April 1952. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's my reading of the uh, mm-hmm. sources. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, The treatment of Hirohito, I might add, is... Uh, or the uh, controversy surrounding his treatment is very much like what we confront today, for example, with the treatment of uh, uh, Sudanese President mm-hmm. uh, Al Bashir.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: now, uh, there's a uh, huge international uh, support for his prosecution, at least uh, in, in this side of the world,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but uh, there's a uh, the many caution was stated even uh, among uh, uh, among us about the uh, the idea of uh, arresting and prosecuting him mm-hmm. uh, because there would be uh, uh far reaching uh, implications mm-hmm. uh, about uh, treating this this man he's again uh, like Yoshido, he's a very special kind of
2: person. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I see. So. I see. So, so then let's move to the trial directly. You have some uh, very interesting things to say about uh, the presentation of the prosecution's case, uh, uh-huh. w- which seemed very convincing. Um, but the, the most um, fascinating part to me was the fact that the defense was—I uh, guess the word that c- comes to mind—is sort of lackluster. There w- that, that, that there was that the defense was not vigorous as it was in mm-hmm. Nuremberg. Why was that?
1: yes uh this is a very important point um uh, at tokyo uh as we, as we just covered earlier uh crimes against peace was the centerpiece of the prosecutory effort but there was an, a prosecutorial effort concerning war crimes and crimes against humanity
2: mm-hmm.
1: with a uh, uh, substantiation and the rebuttal of the charges related to crimes against peace the defense was very aggressive Mm -hmm. because it it was a matter of determining whether it was just war or not. Mm -hmm. So defense was actually quite robust Mm -hmm. but when it comes to the prosecution's evidence on war crimes uh, the defense effort was uh, you might say rather poor Mm -hmm. Uh, and in fact uh, the defense uh, position was to accept uh, the fact the prosecution's contention that there was widespread uh, perpetration of war crimes by the Japanese armed forces.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. So uh, when such evidence, uh, evidence after evidence being brought before the prosecution Mm -hmm. about the mistreatment of POWs, death marches, summary execution, rape, uh, torture, and so forth, Mm -hmm. the defense was largely quiet. Mm-hmm. The the point that the defense did contest was the responsibility responsibility of the individual defendants
2: mm-hmm.
1: for the occurrence of this the widespread uh, atrocities.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at, at some point I, I remember reading that they also attempted to say that in the case of the atrocities in. China in the mid 19 or maybe the early 1930s, they said that the nationalist Chinese forces were doing the same thing, and that this would somehow mitigate their guilt. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, one of the things you point out is that the um, now now the Japanese attorneys or lawyers who were charged with um, um, presenting the defense had American assistance, but they themselves didn't really understand the procedure very well, did they?
1: well uh the uh the Japanese defense lawyers, many of whom are actually not lawyers oh. they didn't quite understand hmm. how the uh, adversarial system of the anglo american mm-hmm. uh, legal tradition worked uh, in order to uh, make up for their lack of experience in uh, uh, in a different type of legal system uh, the Japanese government requested uh, uh, american uh, the allied uh, assistance mm-hmm. Um, and the United States agreed to uh, send in uh, American lawyers
2: mm-hmm.
1: to assist those uh, the Japanese. Mm-hmm. So the, much of the defense argument wa- was in in court was uh, presented by the uh, by the American lawyers.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I see. Yeah. Um, what, is it your general feeling that it was very effective? Uh,
1: the at the level of. Uh, um, appearance, that is to say, uh, from the Japanese viewpoint, the ordinary Japanese people, they seem to have thought that the American presence in the Defense Council was really important
2: Mm -hmm.
1: to give the Tokyo trial some degree of uh, appearance of fair trial. Mm -hmm. But uh, in terms of the uh, actual effectiveness, uh, it's uh, something that I should really look into. Mm Uh, in terms of the number of American lawyers provided, uh, it's quite limited, about mm-hmm. uh, two dozen or so.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So the defense was always suffering from shortage of staff. Mm-hmm. There, there are a lot of Japanese people helping,
2: mm-hmm. but
1: uh, English-speaking staff was lacking. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, mm-hmm.
1: But uh, w- Uh, if we can come back to the uh, defense efforts regarding war crimes, Mm -hmm. charges of war crimes, it seems it's less the lack of staff uh, uh, that uh, affected the defense effort.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: It's really how compelling the prosecution's evidence
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: that really made the defense effort uh, uh, difficult, Mm
2: -hmm. defense Mm
1: -hmm. effort to rebut.
0: Mm-hmm. And so then maybe you could just describe briefly after all the evidence was presented, then the defense presented its case, uh, what did the court
1: rule? The court's finding was that uh, indeed, as the prosecution had argued, uh, the judgment goes, I mean, it's not literal, uh, there was uh, compelling evidence of widespread war crimes mm-hmm. committed by the, the Japanese armed forces. hmm and that, given how widespread the war crimes were and how similarly patterned these war crimes, war crimes were, uh, it's uh, inconceivable to think uh, that the Japanese uh, leaders of the Japanese government and military were totally unaware of these. Mm-hmm. In fact, the tribunal goes uh, the members of the Japanese government and the military must have known. At, at the least, mm-hmm. or may have secretly orders mm-hmm. that these crimes be committed. Mm-hmm. The word "secret" is quite interesting and important here, because it points to the uh, the prosecution's great difficulty in presenting a, a documentary evidence of actual criminal orders mm-hmm. or authorizations.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, it's um, it's uh, again it leads to the uh, the, the Japanese government's effort of obstru- obstructionis- obstructionism mm-hmm. at the end of war, mm-hmm. that is, the systematic destruction of uh, documents. documents
2: yeah.
1: mm-hmm. um, I, this is not to say that there are no such uh, uh, orders or authorization to commit war crimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, in fact, recent research by Japanese scholars uh, uh, bring to light some documentary evidence of, say, the to- Tojo cabinet authorizing the use of Chinese POWs as slave labor, mm-hmm. uh, for forced labor, mm-hmm. or the Japanese government and uh, the military authorizing the use of women for the covered women. Mm-hmm. So it's not that the document destruction was completely, um, was uh, complete; it was uh, totally effective, uh, but that uh, as of 1946 through 48, when the Tokyo trial took place, the the prosecution didn't manage to secure relevant
0: documents. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I see. So then, what um, what uh, sentences were um, meted out by the court?
1: There are uh, 25 uh, defendants. Mm -hmm. Uh, Out of 25, 10 were found guilty of war crimes.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Other 15 were not. Uh, they were acquitted or not charged of war crimes anyway, but many of them were acquitted. Uh, but they did receive conviction with respect to crimes against peace. So everyone was convicted, but uh, it was those ten who were convicted of war crimes who received the harshest punishment.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Seven of ten received a death penalty. Mm-hmm. Uh, three the remaining three the varying terms of uh, imprisonment
0: mm-hmm. i see i see um so let's talk a little bit about uh, you mentioned this earlier, but Powell's um dissenting opinion um what exactly did he say about the uh the judgment or the um the jurisdiction of the tribunal
1: yes his greatest greatest dissent uh was the idea of uh, War, uh, sorry, uh, aggressive war as constituting an international offence. Mm-hmm. In his reading of international uh, uh, body of international law, he argued that such idea could not uh, was a- untenable.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He was also of the opinion that the doctrine of command responsibility, that was uh, broadly uh, uh, applied in the case at Tokyo, uh, as well as. Uh, at other allied tri- uh war crimes trials
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh was uh problematic I see mm-hmm. uh, he didn't uh reject the idea but with respect to accused the accused at tokyo
2: mm-hmm. he
1: concluded that no one could be uh convicted on this uh on the basis of this doctrine hmm. but the greatest dissent he had was international law itself
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh he had this idea that international law, as applied at Tokyo, this was a product of the Western civilization.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that him being uh, uh, a great believer of a, uh, other uh, kind of law, with uh, capital L, mm-hmm. uh, rooted in a- the Asian civilization,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and which was the superior one, mm-hmm. he just couldn't sup- subscribe to the idea of uh, of applying this, law.
2: Mm-hmm. I see. So
1: that's the greatest, really, dissent mm-hmm. that he had.
0: And um, did this opinion find favor among the Japanese public after the war?
1: That's right. Um, yes, uh, very much so. Uh, and it's his dissenting opinion that is regarded as the, the judgment. Mm-hmm. And it's, in fact, not referred to as a judge Paul's dissenting opinion. Mm-hmm. It's referred to as a Paul's uh judgment
0: oh really is that right yeah. um right. so is is he something of a national hero then in is there a stamp in japan with his picture on it or anything
1: yeah he's uh, uh the yasukuni shrine who which is uh, 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 a major war memorial site uh in japan today mm-hmm. where two point five awarded uh, is uh, enshrined mm-hmm. uh within the precinct you can now find uh, 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 uh a stone monument
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, of Paul mm-hmm. commemorating his great mm-hmm. uh, sending
0: of him. That's, 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 that's just tremendously interesting. Um, anyway, Yuma Tatani, we have, we have taken up really a lot of your time, and we're very grateful for it. Um, let me um, close the interview by asking our uh, traditional final question, and that is, um, what is your next project? What are you working on now?
1: Um, I would like to uh continue working on the Tokyo trial because uh what I produced here only looks at uh uh, uh, uh uh the tip of the iceberg really. Mm-hmm. The trial records being so massive and given my time which was about two to three years mm-hmm. in my graduate as mm-hmm. a graduate student, um, uh, I really couldn't go through all documents. Mm-hmm. It's a lifetime job job. Really. Well you yeah. so, I
0: was going to say, you're, you're lucky to have a lifetime job. A lot of us have to pick different topics because I know in my case, I, I, I completely exhausted um, the kind of sources that I was looking oh, at. I doubt it. I doubt <laughs> uh, it. <doubted. laughs> yeah. So, anyway, well, I want to thank you very much for being on the show. I'll tell our uh, audience again that we've been talking to Yuma Tatani about her new book, her terrific new book, The Tokyo War Crimes Trial The Pursuit of Justice in the Wake of World War II. So, um, thanks for being on the show, Yumi. I really appreciate it.
1: Well, thank you for having me.
0: Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to an interview with Yuma Tatani about her new book, The Tokyo War Crimes Trial, The Pursuit of Justice in the Wake of World War II. I'm Marshall Poe, the host of New Books in History. I hope you have a great week.